of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assistance of God, the Holy Ghost, henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The introit is in your bulletin. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, unto thy people a steadfastness in faith, that we might not be shaken by the doubts of the flesh, but ever be established in an unshakable hope in Christ Jesus, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, 
ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Old Testament reading for St. Thomas Apostle is from the sixth chapter of Judges. So Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, Look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowlful of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the second chapter of Ephesians. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Here ends the epistle. We stand. Their sound went forth through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Alleluia, alleluia, I have chosen you out of the world, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and your fruit should remain The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst. And said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, you may have life in his name. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ.
the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. The hymn is hymn number four in your green book. Show us this 
He hath his word with signs and symbols given. On Jordan's bank was plainly heard the Father's voice from heaven. This is my well-beloved Son, in whom my soul delighted. Hear him, my hear him, everyone, whom he himself invited. Hear and obey his teaching. In tender manhood, God the Son, in Jordan water standeth. The Holy Ghost from heaven's throne in dove-like form descended, that thus the truth did not denied, nor should our faith there waver, that all three persons do preside. At baptism's holy laver, and dwell with the believer. Thus Jesus is disciples sent, go teach ye every nation. That lost in time they must repent and from from condemnation he that believes and is baptized shall thereby have salvation. A newborn man he is in Christ, from death free and damnation. He shall inherit heaven, who in this mercy hath not failed nor wrought therein discerned, is yet sin to death, and by that ever burned. His holiness avails him not, nor wrought which he is doing his inborn sin brings all to naught and maketh sure his ruin himself he cannot Sense alone is dim, and nothing sees but water. Faith sees Christ Jesus, and in Him the Lamb ordains for slaughter. It sees the cleansing fountain red with the dear blood of Jesus, which from the sins inherited, from fallen Adam free 
erase us. And from our own misdoings. Amen. Our sermon text is from John, chapter 20, verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here. And look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter and John spoke to Thomas. They told, they told him about their visit, their visit to the tomb, and having seen the angel and, and the words which the angels spoke to them. The Emmaus disciples returned from their trip on the road. They got back that Sunday night, and they spoke about having had a vision and, and eating with Jesus, and then how he was gone when they recognized him in the breaking of the bread. The ten apostles and the others present were behind closed doors on that Easter Sunday evening. They spoke to Thomas about the appearance of Jesus. They said to him, we have seen the Lord. And they touched his body. Despite having been with Jesus three years in teaching, having received his teaching And despite the unanimous testimony of the other disciples' words, those who were laboring to convince him, St. Thomas was unbelieving. This is not doubting. Unbelief. Doubting is when you're unsure. It's when you don't know whether something is true or not. Doubting is when you're wavering between two opinions and and you somehow become unsure. Maybe like John 13, we have the word perplexed in the text to express the unsureness of the person of whom Jesus is referring. In John 13, quote, When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed. They're doubting. They're wavering. They don't really know about whom he spoke. And therefore, there was, leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved, Simon Peter, and he motioned to him to ask him of whom he spoke. We're not not sure who you're talking about. That's that's the wavering of, uh, of doubt. Is it I? Is it you? Who is it? In Second Timothy or First Timothy two, we have Saint Paul who teaches us that we ought to pray without doubting, without doubting that God has heard our prayer and that He would answer. Paul says, "For which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth." I desire that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and doubting. Without doubting. Yes. Thomas is quite sure. He says, I will not believe. That doesn't sound like doubting. I'm not quite sure. Are you? Could you be? I will not believe. John 20, 25, the other disciples said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Unbelief proceeds from pride, from haughtiness, from arrogance. It always sets up its own criteria and it demands 
submission to it. Unbelief looks down upon others and considers itself the only one that is wise. The words of unbelievers, they're designed to shock, to shock others. My finger in the nail holes, thrusting my hand into his side to shock you. Because I know better than all of you. When verse 24 introduces this account, it calls Thomas one of the twelve. Just by saying that, it it implies a, a kind of rebuke. When it says he was not present, it most certainly implies that one of the twelve, he certainly should have been there. One of the twelve, that's who he was. One of the twelve should not have fallen away. In fact, Jesus had said back in John 17, I don't know if any of them remembered, while he was giving his high priestly prayer uh, to the Father in the garden, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. None should be lost, Jesus says. Well, yes, Judas, but, but none. And here is one of the twelve. And he is saying, I will not believe. It shouldn't be. Although Thomas is greatly boasting about his unbelief, nevertheless, he is back with the disciples on that second Sunday night. Uh, uh, he goes with them. Has a week of their words moved Thomas from unbelief maybe to at least some doubt by that point? So that maybe he would come along with them a week later? Or, or is it that kind of boasting that is trying to convince yourself, I will not believe, I don't really know, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll be very bold about it in, in, in your hearing, I don't know. But in today's text, Jesus bids Thomas to do exactly what he had insisted that Jesus should do. From Jesus' words, it's abundantly clear that Jesus had heard Thomas's blasphemous words, shocking words, because Jesus uses almost the exact same words to tell Thomas, to tell Thomas to do just exactly what he wanted to do. And Jesus commands him to stop. Stop his unbelieving. And start believing. All of Thomas's boasting falls away. It seems to have been a hollow challenge. He professes quite the divinity of Jesus. Yes, the Son of God. Thomas claims to be the Lord earlier, and he's going to make Jesus his servant and make him do what he wants. But now, now he admits Jesus is the Lord. His resurrection is true. Thomas submits as he falls down before him and says, My Lord and my God. And then Jesus declares, probably for us more than ever, as he says to Thomas, You have believed. Yes, Thomas has faith. Faith, and it is a faith. Yes, it is based on seeing, but nevertheless, Thomas has faith. The apostles were all witnesses. They all got to see and touch him and handle him. This was the way things were supposed to be. According to the ministry of Jesus and among the apostles, Jesus did many miracles and signs to show them who he was, uh, they were with him for a period of three years. This was not the issue. The problem, as Jesus' words let us know, it is through Thomas's rejection of the eye and hand witnesses of his brothers and sisters in the faith. It was his denial of the scriptures which foretold this event. That is what should not be. Touch See? Well, of course, you're going to be a witness. That will happen. This account ends with Thomas putting a conclusion, with 
John, the Apostle John, putting a conclusion on the end of his gospel. It's at John 20, although he goes on a little bit further. And John says this, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. We have not been given the seeing and the touching. You and I, no, we don't get to see or touch. That had been given to Thomas as well as to the twelve. But we are still directed to stop our unbelieving and believe. We are to believe based upon their witness, their touching and, and seeing and witnessing. First Peter 1, beginning at verse 7 that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Yes, we receive salvation, and we receive it through faith. And it is faith not in the seeing and touching, but in the words. If you find yourself doubting, then go to Jesus with your questions and seek answers from him, just like John the Baptist, who sent disciples to Jesus in this Sunday's Gospel reading. But if you find that you are in unbelief, do not be proudful or haughty or arrogant. Do not demand that Jesus be your servant and thereby set up your own criteria. Demand Jesus submit. Do not look down upon all others and consider yourself the only one who is wise. Stop doubting and start believing. Return to his word and trust in Jesus' witnesses, witnesses like St. Thomas, do not make the same mistake which Thomas made. Jesus assures us that in the word you have everything you need, all that you need to come to faith. John says, these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that, by, by, and that believing you may have life in his name. Amen. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Page 18. We stand. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore Unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Let us pray. We thank Thee, O Lord Almighty, that Thou didst raise up from the dead our Redeemer Jesus Christ and show Him openly unto witnesses chosen before You, who by Him received grace and apostleship and the ministry to testify the gospel of Thy grace unto the obedience of faith among all nations for His name's sake. We beseech Thee of Thy great mercy, keep us in the pure apostolic doctrine of the Holy Gospel, and accompany the preaching of the word with the effectual working of thy spirit, that we may be built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, 
Help us to remember those who have spoken unto us the word of God and to follow their faith. Raise up at all times faithful witnesses of the truth and endue them with power from on high that they may fearlessly confess thee before men and turn many hearts to thee. Rule thy people with thy rod, the flock of thy heritage, with the staff of the good shepherd, that being kept by thy grace and power, we may at last obtain the end of our faith, even the salvation of our souls, and with all the saints praise and glorify thee, world without end. Wash my hands in innocency and compass thine altar, O Lord. Dearly beloved, for as much as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becometh us diligently to examine ourselves as St. Paul exhorteth us. For this holy sacrament hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death, from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us, and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith, In a cheerful obedience to his holy will, he hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper in which he feedeth us with his body and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ, and Christ in him and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup. The Lord be with you. Give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord. 
Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who built up the church on the foundation of the prophets and apostles, in the unity of the Catholic faith, by the work of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, Evermore praising Thee and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of Thy glory, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that taketh away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, the Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace. Take and eat the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given into death for all of my sins. Amen. I take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of my sins. Depart in peace. Amen. Come. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord Jesus Christ, given into death for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of of all of our sins. Take and drink the true blood of Christ, shed for the remission of all of your sins. May this true body and blood strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, into life everlasting. Depart in peace. Past our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess impurity of heart. What is given us in time be our healing for eternity. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant 
depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. We give thanks unto thee, Almighty God, that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift and we beseech thee of thy mercy, that thou wouldst strengthen us through the same, in faith towards thee, and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, Ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.